This is episode 87, how to overcome the fear of success and the fear of failure with Becca. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. And I have some cool news. If you go to iTunes, you may have noticed that it only holds about 50 episodes. So those of you who are new listeners, you've been reaching out to me and you're like, how do I go back and listen to old episodes? Or a couple of you have some favorites and you can't find them anymore because there's some really good episodes back in the day. And thanks to my good friend, Sean Croxton, who has two awesome podcasts, the sessions with Sean Croxton and also quote of the day. So go and subscribe to his podcast. We figured out how you can get more episodes up on iTunes. So if you go to iTunes now, search for over it and on with it, you'll find an archive of an additional, I think all the episodes may be there. I don't know. They're just, they're uploading now, but I'm super excited about it because old episodes are up. So you can go binge listen. I'd love to hear what your favorites are. You can always connect with me on social media. Instagram's one of my favorites at Christine Hassler. So is Facebook. That's usually where I am. If you tweet me, just remember you have to leave the E out of Christine. So it's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-A-S-S-L-E-R because my name's too long. One other announcement before we dive into the episode. You've probably heard me talk about it. Love practice makes the master. My retreat with my soul brother, Aubrey Marcus, Memorial Day weekend, Austin, Texas, super intimate, special. Talk about relationship with self, romantic relationships, relationship with your purpose and community. Men and women are welcome, open to everyone. I know this is going to be a super juicy transformational weekend. And this is the first time Aubrey and I are facilitating together, but we've been friends a really long time and I just know there's going to be magic. So do not delay, go grab your spot. Link is in the show notes. So let's talk about today's episode. It's all about overcoming the fear of success and also the fear of failure because those two things can go together. And we all define failure and success differently, but usually our fears of success have to do with being seen more, feeling unsafe, feeling more responsibility, or changing in some way or losing ourselves in some way. And our fear of failure usually has to do with rejection, loss of money or status or security, judgment from others, or our own self-criticism that we may endure if we fail. So how do we overcome these fears? Well, it's about a lot more than just taking action steps towards your goals. Perhaps some of you have tried to overcome your fears by just doing it and just pushing through, but you've not gotten very far. Well, why? Well, until we identify and upgrade the beliefs and old triggers that were perpetuating the fear, we'll continue to find ourselves in our own way, which is super frustrating. This will make a lot more sense after you listen to my coaching session with Becca, who intellectually knows what to do to build her biz, but just can't seem to actually commit to doing it. As you're listening, consider what are your fears around failure or success? Is your head spinning with so much to do and you even know what to do when it comes to your life or your business, but you're just not doing it? 
Is there a part of you that has always longed to fit in and you just feel the sense of wanting to belong? Do you feel guilty if you have too much good in your life? And I have been listening to some great books lately to prepare for a few interviews that I'm going to air on Coach's Corner. So get excited about those. And I want to remind you that all of my listeners get a free 30-day trial to Audible. So you can go and check out an audiobook. I love it. I listen to a lot when I'm doing my drive from LA to San Diego. So to get that free trial, just go to audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it. And that link will be in the show notes as well. All right, let's tune in for my coaching session with Becca. Hi, Becca. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Thank you for having me. Um, So I am a new entrepreneur, I guess you could say. I've recently quit my day job and I'm finally embarking on my own quest. So I'm like like one part terrified and then like the rest of me so excited. But it's just been a long time coming. I'm a personal chef and holistic nutritionist. Mm. And so I've been doing this for like three years nearly, just part time. And I guess my question is just, it's so hard to still just begin. And I keep finding myself, you know, when there's so many things to do, mm-hmm. where do you start? Mm-hmm. So you quit your other job. Yeah. Okay. Which was just like guest services, like nothing too exciting work. Okay. And how are you supporting yourself right now? Um, I have money from various investments. Like I do have a few gigs coming up with, with my work. So I'm not really too worried about it. And I just, I have savings from life, I guess. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So what is stopping you besides your head is spinning and there's so much to do? I just, I don't even know. Like I'm scared of success, I think. I'm scared of success because? Because that just takes on a whole other level of responsibility. Like I've been, I think I've just been doing these like nothing type jobs because it's easier to do a nine to five job than like really take on the world and like share my story and share just like truly live authentically, I guess. It's scary. Well, you don't have to take on the whole world. That would be really (laughs) scary. You just have to take on the people that you're here to serve. So I hear you. And that's something that a lot of people feel when they're about to step into their passion. Mm -hmm. Why do you want to do it? Because it's like, I love cooking. It's my form of creativity. It's my form of connecting with people it's like my personal story is that I like I've struggled with eating disorders for a really long time I now know and feel that freedom with food is possible and like that there's so much joy and love and nourishment that comes with food and I just want to like share that with people and and connect with people in that way that's beautiful I like I also have celiac disease so it's so hard to like be recovered from eating disorders, but still have to live on a restricted diet. Mm -hmm. And I know so many people in those shoes who like, it's just so hard to live on a restricted diet when you feel restricted. And I just want to help teach people like ways to not feel restricted and that there's just so much, yeah, so much joy to cooking. Mm -hmm. And we don't even have to use the word restrictive. It's just specific. Yeah, It's enhanced. It's what works for you. So 
When you envision your business, Becca, what do you see? Oh, this is like, this is where I'm still stuck because I see so many different things. Like I'm kind of, like I see, I see myself doing cooking classes. I see myself working for like family or like people just cooking for them one-on-one. But I also like, I see myself like really helping women and maybe not like giant groups of women. And I think that's where part of me is limited, like intimidated because I see all these people doing so much and Mm -hmm. helping like thousands of women. And I'm like, Oh my God, like I don't think I could ever do that. And I I also don't think I really want to, but that's all I see. Like I see myself doing retreats and hosting, you know, like 10 people at a time and yeah, like smaller scale. So I could give you some business advice and I could give you some action steps, but I'm afraid it might fall flat if we don't look at maybe a deeper issue here. So when you were doing your healing around your eating disorder, what did you Mm -hmm. discover was the catalyst for it? Like what was the cause of the eating disorder? Uh, mostly just a lot of guilt and shame out of my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just, like, I spent 10 years of my life just numbing every single emotion that I could have, I guess. And what was the guilt and shame about? A lot of it was that I came from a family that had money and was just really ashamed of that, I think. And why were you ashamed of that? I don't know. I grew up just having people kind of poke at me saying like how my like I was a rich kid and I don't know I just I never felt like it was fair that I had like money and possibilities and and other people didn't and I just like I didn't know how to navigate life I guess okay and and yeah like what I learned through my healing was just that it was a I never felt any self-worth you know like it there was never really one exact thing like I you know, like I, I put on weight and in high school and oh, I don't know the exact reasons still, I guess. But it started because you felt embarrassed, you felt guilty, you felt shame, you were made fun of. Yeah, it started with just that I'd put on weight and I wanted to lose weight. And that was like, it was pure vanity. Well, back up a second. What made you put on the weight? I spent a year traveling on a sailboat and I just wasn't exercising. Like I just started eating badly and okay yeah okay it was I think just like yeah pretty generic stuff right but not everyone that wants to lose weight goes into an eating disorder right so there was obviously a relationship between food and soothing and and also you know since you mentioned the guilt and shame there was a part of you that didn't want to feel seen Um, And oftentimes weight is a way we hide and weight is a way we protect ourselves. If we Mm -hmm. feel like we don't want to be seen and we feel like there's guilt and shame. And and also if you had this guilt that you felt privileged, sometimes Mm -hmm. what we do either consciously or more likely unconsciously is we we create a way to feel less than. Yeah. Well, it was also like I just remember kind of loving – having this problem that no one knew about and it just it made me justify having this like other life like having a privileged lifestyle but I had this secret to be able to be like oh but people don't know I'm actually struggling so this is okay yeah exactly yeah exactly okay so how did you heal it I put on a ton of weight because I told myself I wouldn't purge anymore and 
And then all of a sudden my clothes weren't fitting and it just like hit me. I was like, I can't do this alone. Like this has been nearly 10 years. Like I need help. And so I told my family and everyone I told was in complete shock because I hit it so well, I guess. And, mm-hmm. um, which surprised me because I just, it did not going on that long. And, and then I went to therapy in California, like a, at the eating disorder center of California in Brentwood. And that was amazing. I spent like three months there which I thought I would spend about a month and then I would just go back to traveling and living kind of nomadically. And then I realized like this, if I want to get better, like there's just like, it just opened up a whole new world for me of like health and healing Mm -hmm. and a different lifestyle and yoga and meditation. And, and so I ended up moving back to Canada um, and studying nutrition for two years. Beautiful. And I so acknowledge your your journey, and um, in so Thank many you. ways, your karma, your life lessons, has become your dharma. How you want to contribute mm-hmm. to the world, so our challenges often become what we become passionate mm-hmm. about, and that's mm-hmm. wonderful. What my sense is is what's stopping you here is is there's some competing intentions, and whenever we have mm-hmm. competing intentions, we feel a combination of stuck and overwhelmed. Like it bounces between Mm -hmm. feeling really stuck and not really motivated and and overwhelmed. And the competing intentions are, I really want to help people. I -hmm. I love cooking. I really want to be out there in the world helping people, not taking on the whole world, but just out there. Uh (laughs) And I'm scared of success because you have a negative pairing between success and making money and how you feel, right? So it, it's like yeah. an old kind of, you didn't like growing up privilege, you didn't like that kind of attention. So there's a part of you that has a rather unhealthy relationship with money and success. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's why I said I could give you step-by-step business advice, but you may not do it until you start to look at this. Well, I kind of feel like I know what to do for business, but it is, it's these other things like this that makes so much sense the competing intentions because yeah like I if I can just anyways keep going sorry right so there's lots of different ways that people handle wealth Mm -hmm. and wealth is something that can be incredibly impactful and maybe Mm -hmm. the way your parents or family handled wealth isn't necessarily the way that you would want to but you need a new picture of what success and wealth looks like. Mm-hmm. Because until you have a picture that you actually believe is going to be safe for you, where you're not going to feel guilty, where you're not going to feel ashamed, and we're not going to feel like people are going to pick on you, right? Mm-hmm. This is, You're not going to want to do this. But you're at mm-hmm. the point. Well, that's even part of me right now, like that I've quit my job. And like I feel guilty right now that I've quit my job be- because I have money from like other other places and I don't need to do a nine to five. Right. I've just been trying to fit in for two years and do that. Okay. So let's talk about guilt. What, how does guilt serve okay. you? It doesn't, it's exhausting. Well, like it you, just, you wouldn't be using well, it if it didn't have a payoff. So the costs are obvious. Okay. It's exhausting. You um, feel bad. You're unmotivated, but what's the payoff? The payoff, it makes me fit in. Right. Like if I, by by feeling I'm trying to think like by feeling guilty it forces me to just like 
be, be part of the status quo and like do what everyone else is doing. Right. I guess. Right. Or, but that's so that I don't feel guilty, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the guilt prevents you from stepping into your passion so that you mm-hmm. fit into the status quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a protective yeah. device, just like probably yeah. the weight was in a lot of ways. Yeah. So if yeah. you were to have a little conversation with guilt, if you could like personify mm-hmm. guilt, like the guilt aspect of you, what would be your request of it? Just to like go away. <laughs> well, and the more we try to make something go away, the harder it clings. Yeah. So what what's going to need to happen is so basically guilt makes you fit in. Mm. Okay. But this is sort of like an outdated definition of fitting in. This is your mm-hmm. adolescent definition of fitting in. Mm-hmm. Because if I ask your adult self, do you want to just fit in? It's like, no. No, like, I'm like tired of fitting in. I feel like I never really, really have. And, and like I'm ready to kind of step into my real self. Awesome. And what does your real self look like? Not physically, but what's the picture? Yeah, like a, like the person who's leading events and kind of living with confidence and going after what I want and just doing it, not not being worried about what people are going to think, essentially. Awesome. So if let's look at the word, let's look at fitting in, because really what fitting in is about is feeling connected to people. Mm-hmm. Again, the adolescent view, because it's very immature, is if I'm just like everybody else, that's what makes me fit in. But what we're really craving, like with a feeling mm-hmm. we really want, is to feel like we can connect with people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if you could upgrade this whole – because it's important for you, again, like these things that make us feel safe, we can't just bypass. It's very mm-hmm. important for you, for your psychological needs right now – to feel like you fit in. Mm-hmm. So we can't say, oh, just go do this and it doesn't matter what people think and blah, 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 because that's going to scare a really big part of you. Yeah. But what we yeah. can do is we can really upgrade the definition of fitting in to connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. If you're leading retreats, Um, If you're cooking for people, you're going into their home, you're sharing your story, you're being vulnerable, not a victim, but you're being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Are you fitting in because you're connecting with people? Yeah. And just in like a different, in a different way. Right. That would just, that just feels better because I feel that fear right now. Like once I quit my job, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to hang out with anyone. I'm going to be alone all the time. I'm going to be working by myself. And that's so true. Like I'm just scared to not have connections with people. Exactly. So if you can Mm -hmm. really look at this job and this new career path as a way to connect with people, like look at, look at me, right? So I started this on my own, (laughs) but the beautiful Mm -hmm. thing about it is through sharing my story and, and everything that I've learned, I've been able to create this podcast and books and retreats. And the best thing about it is I feel like I'm connecting with people. Like right now in this moment, I feel really connected to you. 
And that's an amazing mm-hmm. feeling. And although I have my own message and although not everybody may agree with things I say, it doesn't really matter because I am connecting with so many people and that's what I focus on. And a big part of my own story, Becca, I was feeling like I didn't belong. And mm-hmm. so for me, what I've really focused on is feeling like I belong. And I feel that way because yes, I connect to people. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So some homework for you is to write out like your new definition of fitting in and your new definition mm-hmm. of success, success and wealth. Mm-hmm. So that one, you can realize that not all success looks like your parents' success. Mm-hmm. And not yeah. all people that have wealth handle it the same way. And that going out and embarking on this career in nutrition and teaching and everything else that you want to do in this holistic aspect is absolutely going to help you fit in because you're mm-hmm. going to feel more connected. So if you think about that, just close your eyes and and see yourself cooking for people and leading retreats and sharing your story and people sharing their story back. Think right now about the people listening to this podcast that are connected mm-hmm. to you and relate to what you're saying and maybe have struggled with body image or eating disorder issues or fear around success and like feel all these people like looking at you and smiling and feeling really connected to you and not putting you mm-hmm. on a pedestal and not expecting you to save them, but just really feeling connected to you to see yourself like surrounded by that kind of energy. And then how does that feel? Honestly, it makes me really sad. <laughs> like it, it's scary to feel that. And it, it feels almost unnatural. Like I, that I, it feels like I just, I wouldn't believe it. Yeah. But this is what you've wanted since you were little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's time to give yourself this feeling of belonging and connection. And also mm-hmm. a feeling of being of service, because I think that's another big important thing for you to have. Yeah. Yeah. That's important for sure. And I think the sadness feeling is is probably coming up because it's just triggering old times in your life where you didn't feel like you belonged and fit in. Mm-hmm. But Becca, that's not reality anymore. The truth is now you can fit in, you can belong, you can connect. You have found your unique offering. You found the way that you mm-hmm. want to be of service. Yeah. Yeah, like I believe it. I just... I have just so much fear because like so many times when I've, when I'm feeling really good, it's like, I feel like, you know, you get into this like manic sense and like, I'm so just like high on feeling so happy. And then like, it's, you know, I'm scared when it goes away. Yeah. Well, but there's a difference between feeling manic, like a super high high and, and really feeling a a sense of belonging and connection because that's not a high. That's actually the truth of who we are. You know, like none of us are separate. We all belong. We all are connected. And I think the other feeling that I would encourage you to work on is the feeling of gratitude. Yeah. No, I'm so, like, I I definitely think about that often and just, 
I wish I could think of it more, I guess, but I, like, I'm so grateful that I'm in this like position that I can quit my job because I hated my job. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that now I just get to do what I want and I'm actually just going to do it. Okay, great. Yes, because if you truly are grateful, then take action. Mm-hmm. Let the gratitude yeah. inspire you. And and here's what I would suggest because you do have the financial resources for it. And what really mm-hmm. helped you with your eating disorder was having a therapist, being in a program, get a, get a coach. And I'd also suggest getting like a one-on-one business coach that will help you mm-hmm. set action steps, that will help you set goals, that will mm-hmm. keep you moving forward. And whoever you end up hiring, have them listen to this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay? Yes. So they can yeah. sort of pick up where we left off. Yeah, that, that's, it's, that's, I've been thinking that for sure. Um, well, that well this helpful. is me confirming it. I've always had yeah. coaches. <laughs> you know, oh, even okay. Oprah still has Thank a coach. You. you know, yeah. Does this give you some direction? Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know what to do. You're going to take action. I really acknowledge you, and I can't wait to see the business that you create. Thank you. I really love this call because it was a great example of how we can know what to do and people can tell us just to do it, but we're not taking those action steps and we find ourselves in our own way. And actually a lot of people have expressed to me frustration when they've gotten coaching or they've gotten advice and it's just been like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then they feel ashamed and frustrated because they know that's what they quote unquote should do but just can't seem to stick with it or can't seem to even get going. And that's because usually when we're just trying to do it, but we haven't gotten to the core issue that is in our way, it is difficult to take the actions. So I love that Becca was so vulnerable and so honest with some of her background so that we were able to see really what was getting in her way. And the biggest thing that came out of this session was how much growing up in a financially well-off family was contributing to her fear of success. You heard her share about how she was ashamed of it. She didn't feel it was fair and she got made fun of, felt like she didn't belong. So of course, if she equates success and money, she's not going to want to be outwardly successful and stand out in any way because that was a trigger point for her growing up. You know, her money was kind of made behind the scenes, like she said, in investments and things like that, and maybe still taking some family money and stepping out into the world and being perceived as successful was really scary. And she also had some misunderstandings about money, you know, that it would make her separate, that it would make her not belong, that people wouldn't like her for it, and that it wouldn't be fair if she had it. Another thing that I think is interesting to point out is that so many people think that money is going to make us feel better about ourselves in some way or make us feel more successful or make us feel more confident. And it doesn't. (laughs) All those things are completely an inside job. You heard her family had a lot of money. She still has money today, but that didn't necessarily give her self-worth. We can't create self-worth from money. However, we can create net worth from self-worth. Let me say that again. We cannot create self-worth from net worth. However, we can create net worth, like making money, from self-worth. And what I mean by that is it's a more inside-out approach. Just grabbing for material things or having a lot of money doesn't make us feel 
any better about ourselves. It doesn't make us feel like we belong. It doesn't solve all our problems. However, when we have that self-worth, when we do the internal work, and then we express our gifts, we're aligned with our highest purpose, then we're more likely to attract money to us. And then with that money, we can share, we can contribute, we can be impactful. Wealth is not a bad thing. We live in a world where money is a requirement. And so it's important to have a very healthy wealth consciousness. And I'm actually teasing a little bit a future interview I'm going to do with Amanda Steinberg, who wrote an amazing book that I just had to lean over to pick up called Worth It. And she's going to be on the show on Coach's Corner in the upcoming month. So make sure you don't miss that. But what I want to kind of get back to with Becca is I didn't dive into it too deeply, but maybe she got a lot of material things from her family, but missed out on some of the emotional things. Maybe she was loved through money versus that kind of emotional intimacy and connection that we all look for. And this could also be a reason why food became so soothing to her. You know, if she didn't get a lot of kind of that heart-based nurturing and love, then food can provide that or it gives us the illusion of providing that. What was so beautiful was that how her entire journey from her parents to gaining weight to the eating disorder really was beautiful. And it's giving her clarity about how she wants to help. And like I said to her, sometimes our karma, our suffering becomes our dharma, becomes how we want to serve the world. And so now I'm going to turn it back to you and really have you be honest with yourself about where you're getting in your own way. Maybe you're clear about what you want to do, but the fear of success or failure is stopping you. So keep these things in mind. Remember, the line between fear and excitement is very small. Oftentimes, nervous energy, fear, we can upgrade to excitement. So how can you get excited about being successful, excited about serving people. And remember, you don't have to serve everyone. You don't have to save the world, but how can you shift that fear and nervousness into excitement? Second, identify any competing intentions. This was something I really worked with Becca on. You know, she wanted to be successful, but yet she had this fear that if she had a lot of money, then she wouldn't fit in. So there was a negative pairing around success and money. So look at where you have those competing intentions, where you want one thing, but something else will prevent you from getting it because you want to stay safe or fit in or whatever it is that's creating that competing intentions. So look at where you have basically beliefs that cancel each other out and that are keeping you stuck. Third, every negative emotion has a payoff. So we talked about Becca's guilt. She's like, I just want the guilt to go away. But it's like, no, 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 we can't just tell it to go away. We got to find out what its job is and how it's serving you. And what we discovered is guilt kept her safe. It kept her in the status quo. But then we uncovered she had a very adolescent version of fitting in. So the guilt around fitting in was totally outdated because she really wants to feel connected, connected. And we don't need to feel guilty about ever wanting to feel connected to people. And lastly, when I had her imagine about connecting with people and really stepping into her career, she started to feel a little sad. And like I said to her, my sense was it was bumping against her old memories and issues and it was stopping her. I'm telling you the same thing I told her. Your past is not your present, right? So many of the core kind of child or adolescent wounds we're still carrying around are not reality anymore. So please do not allow your old wounds to sabotage your success. 
and prevent you from sharing the light and the love and the impact that you're here to make. So some takeaways, homework for you. Write out new definitions of success and new definitions of wealth, new definitions of failure. Whatever are kind of the areas you're struggling with, you probably need some new definitions of what they are. So just like I coached Becca, gets really, really clear on how you want to define success. And then write out your worst case scenario with success and failure. Just allow yourself to get really clear about it. So many times fears are like this monster in the closet. Like we're so scared it's there. But once we open the door and look, we're like, oh, it's not there. When you write out your worst case scenarios, you're like, well, you know, I can really kind of handle pretty much all of this. It puts things in perspective. Next, identify the payoff of negative emotions and find a way to get the payoff in a more positive way. And finally, especially if you're starting a business, get a coach to work with you on these things. Seriously, like I said to Becca, I will always, always have a coach. I'd be out of integrity if I was sitting here hosting a live coaching podcast, coaching people on the air and didn't have a coach of my own. I'm always going to love growth. I'm always going to be growing. We all are. So invest, have somebody help you with the blind spots and have somebody hold you accountable to most beautiful investment that you can make in yourself. And if I can help be your coach in any way, I'd love to support you. You can always join my inner circle membership community. That's christinehassler.com slash inner circle, or you can even email Jill to see if inner circle is right for you, or perhaps private one-on-one coaching with either me or Jill could be right for you as well. We are here to help and support and serve you. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Go be sure to binge on all those old episodes that got posted on iTunes. And I will check in with you all next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.